Speeding and the sound. Jesus fuck. Speeding and the sound is speeding. Hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. The Monday edition for Monday, July 25th, 2022. On today's episode, we got uh, the saga of the outdoor comedy man continues. And shit. Because you know I tell jokes outside. When it's nice. Or when it's not nice. Then I cry. Because I can't tell jokes outside. How are you? Hi, welcome to another episode of uh, Joel. I don't know why I put on a fucking uh, New York uh, <laughs> extra, extra. Read all about it. President John F. Kennedy assassinated. Uh, <laughs> hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew, the Monday edition for Monday, July 25th, 2022. It's going on. How are you? Are you fucking doing good? Are you uh, making the most? I say this every week, but buddy, man, summer fucking goes by quick, hey? You don't know where it's going to be. And all of a sudden, that fucking leaf, that brown leaf. What? I'm getting booze from the fucking peanut gallery right now. (laughs) Fuck you. I do like summer. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm lamenting right now. Okay. Oh, we're getting supporting. Okay. I was getting, I thought I was getting booed from the fucking peanut gallery over here. From the Schmortal fucking gallery. So when that leaf, that's what I was talking about. That fucking brown leaf when that thing fucking falls and you hear that crunch under your step and you're like, motherfucker, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Where did my summer go? Um, And uh, yeah, so go the fuck outside. Like I was saying last week, man, get outside. I was outside. I've been working outside, actually. That's what I've been up to. That's been my outside activities. Let's start off the show with a little bit of my all right i got lost in the shred zone there for a second oh buddy okay so if you're not a patreon subscriber since last we spoke was last week here's a quick little plug if you like this podcast and you want to hear more episodes, will you get a bonus episode every week if you sign up for the Patreon for as little as five fucking bucks a month? That's an extra podcast. That's eight podcasts a month for five bucks. Come on. Come on. And also some guitar videos too. If you sign up for the extra two buck tier, then you get fucking two guitar lessons a month. So go to patreon.com slash Drew Bame. Sign up right now. Uh, become a part of the Drew crew. Be uh Yeah. Anyways. Um, since last we spoke, I've been chipping away, um, uh, doing not that much comedy, honestly, this summer, kind of just chilling out on the midweek shows, um, just working, you know, just working on the road, doing comedy for money only <laughs> instead of for love, I'm just doing it for money, which is fine. Uh, I don't, I, I don't mind that, but, uh, I don't know. I had a dream last night that I fucking was like. I had this weird like on stage dream last night that I was like that I was like doing material. I don't know what the fuck I was saying up there, but I was like doing material that I wanted to do, man. And like, you know, I don't know. I just had this like general feeling of like that the jokes were just like flowing and that it was like I had some sort of like unique perspective that the jokes were able to just like write themselves. So I woke up with this feeling of like like hey, like I got I think I got it. Like I got it figured out. <laughs> 
And then I was like, ah, oh, fuck, no, that was just a dream. But it, I did feel like a little bit, I guess what I felt was that it's just like, okay, so um, JFL came out again, and uh, and you, generally speaking, um, if you did well in your new faces the year before, they will invite you to do more shows next year. New faces is kind of like the audition. A lot of people think it's just like that it's the uh, like, oh, you're in now. No, that's the audition to be in. People think that their showcase is the audition to be in. And the showcase is just the fucking can you even do stand up? Like, what the fuck do you even are you even re- a real human? <laughs> you know what I mean? So and then the, then they book you. They're like, OK, you're a real human. You're clearly doing stand up. So let's put you on the show. See how you do. So I went on the show and I don't know. I mean, I haven't watched the tape. I create, I can't, I can't, um, I just can't watch it. Uh, and I never like my joke selection on things like that, man. I never like, because the, I don't do joke selection. I just go on stage and I just fucking, whatever I feel like doing is what I'm going to do. And in these ones, they're like, what jokes are you going to do? And then you got to like tell them and like send them the set. And like, it's like, I don't fucking, I normally just like, I'm like, whatever jokes I want to fucking do. Like whatever the crowd is, whatever the muse tells me. So I always, I always fuck up my joke selection because then I'm like, I'm like thinking too much and I'm like placing, I'm placing things where they shouldn't be. And then it's just like, oh, and then as for you compared to cooking, it's like, oh, this one joke that I have is like. You know, like, this is, like, basil, but then it's just, like, oh, this other joke is, like, you know, like, crushed red chili flakes. <laughs> but, like, does those necessarily go well together if I go basil and then, bam, crushed red chili flakes or whatever the fuck? Or it's just, like, or maybe it's, like, this joke's, like, spaghetti and meatballs, but this joke is, like, sushi. And it's, like, is that a coherent meal? Like, if you serve sushi and then spaghetti and meatballs like well i like both of those things but does that make sense them going one after the other so i've always done that i've always been like here's my menu and it's fucking it's fucking uh, western fucking fusion thai greek fucking whatever the fuck you know what i mean like it's just all over the place instead of rather just like letting my brain so long story short most likely we'll never be working with that company again um it's fine it's fine, um, which is, it's kind of freeing, uh, because there's, I already fucked up, <laughs> there's no more, you can't blow, you already blew it, so it's like, <laughs> it's like, well, I guess you might as well just go up there and say whatever the fuck you want then, because you already blew it, um, <laughs> they stopped, they stopped listening, <laughs> they were listening, and then you said the wrong thing, and now they're not listening anymore. So it, I kind of woke up with that sense of like, uh, like after this dream that I had of being Mr. Fucking Perspective or whatever the fuck, or that I finally got off stage and I was like, wow, um, because I watched the Elvis movie and we'll get into that in a second. But <coughs> especially since now I've just been like taking the summer to kind of figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my life and, and uh, in terms of like my, like, you know, what I'm going to. What, how I'm going to sell my 40 hours a week, like what the fuck I'm going to do with that time. Um, and I've just been kind of like chilling on it. And it's like, well, I mean, like I'm, I'm never going to stop doing stand up, but it's just like fucking just since I'm no longer even looking at it as my main source of income anymore. It's like, just fucking say whatever you want. Then <laughs> it's like, if you're not, if you're trying to be a fucking radio guy, and you're no longer going to work for the or be able to work for the biggest fucking, you know, production company. And they're just getting bigger. Like JFL, the takeover is just getting started, man. Like they're going to do. I give them 10 years until they're like 
they've got a monopoly on most of the television stand-up production. Oh, the de- they already have it in Canada, and they've had it for fucking 15 years now, ever since Comedy Now ended, I guess 10 years. Um, but yeah, they're going global, man. They've already gone global. Australia, blah, blah, blah. Like, they just fucking run with it, right? And then the, then the cred of JFL... Now everyone, every time they come to Canada or whatever, they're, 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 it's through just for laughs, right? And they just pay them fucking night handsomely. They pay these big American comics because even if they're taking fucking five points off a million-dollar show, what do they give a fuck, right? They only got to pay us. They don't have to pay us. The government pays us just for being Canadian. And then they just get all the fucking legitimacy of all the big AAA American headliners uh, lent to their brand. And then they sell all the tickets and take whatever the fuck they want. Which is probably not a lot because these American acts are like, well, why the fuck would I, why would I work with you when I can just sell like Schultz, like Andrew Schultz, like why would he go through just for laughs? Obviously, they gave him a pretty sweet deal in terms of logistics, meaning just show the fuck up, dude. Just literally, we got everything booked. Just show the fuck up, and you and we'll give you ninety percent of the door. And really, for fucking one out of ten tickets to not worry about anything, that's probably a good deal for him too. Um. Because they already have the edifice to fucking get this shit done, right? This is literally what they do. <laughs> so if I'm going to be a fucking radio guy and I'm just going to fucking do stand-up because I want to, it's just like, well, why don't I just why don't I just say whatever the fuck I want to say? And then I'm like, well, what is that? And why haven't you been saying that this whole time? And I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. I'm kind of getting to it a little bit with this work sucks stuff, but it's kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of like bumming people out too. Like, I don't want (laughs) to, I walk around with this heaviness all day because I fucking feel like the, like the, the intense wave, the fucking, you know, neoliberal fucking con job that we all live under. And I feel that every day and I feel bad for people, man. Like I just, I hear people, I overheard this guy being like, uh, he was just walking. I was walking Terry and then he was talking with his buddy. He's just like, and his buddy's like, yeah, come up. And the guy's like, ah, I only got two more days of vacation left and we got to use them in Christmas so I can go see my wife's fucking whatever the fuck. And I was like, that's so sad. Like this guy only has two days of vacation. Like he literally has to be like, I can't, it's the middle of July, but I know that in December I got to fucking go see my in-laws so I just can't come out with you guys this weekend or whatever the fuck or like do whatever fun thing they're going to do. And I'm like, wow, that's so fucking sad. Like you live in this like you you have this job where you just fucking I don't know, just that whole like two week like it's like t- uh, take another take a day off. <laughs> but they like literally can't it's like so you're you're literally you're telling me your whole plan till December is to like go to work five days a week and like just do that and then just like maybe have a couple. I don't know, man, but it's like that heaviness of like, uh, like, you know, a lot of people don't think like that. And a lot of people are like, well, shut the fuck up. You're lazy. Like, go, go to work. Everybody's got to work. Like, fucking just the way it is, buddy. Like, suck it up, you know, sort of mentality. And then I'm like, well, fucking why? You know what I mean? Because you look at the immense amount of fucking productivity that the working class has been able to fucking, like, have or produce, essentially, in the last fucking 50 years versus the fucking... See, this is what... <laughs> No, and nobody wants to talk, hear about this. It's fucking depressing. It's like some new world order. Like, you know, the bankers run the world. And it's, everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Like, just go. people are happy and well-adjusted. Most people. And then I'm <laughs> and then I'm like trying to be like, you know, they're scamming us, bro. Oh, now Courtney's texting me now. What the fuck? Why are you interrupting me? You're bumming me out. <laughs> I do, I do better at the podcast when you're not here. 
I uh, I'm co- I'm conscious of the uh, of the constant listener that is <laughs> in the unit with with me, the constant listener. Uh, fuck you. Well, what? I tried to do this when you were on the walk. But that's what I'm saying. See, I'm even bumming out my fucking wife. I live here. Fuck you. <laughs> I live here. Okay, yeah, that's that. You got a point. Um, <clears throat> see what I mean? I'm even bumming out my wife. So it's like, what the fuck? You know, like we got to find something better to talk about here than the fucking neoliberal economic order that we all live under. Because <laughs> people don't care about that, or they're like, they're like, shut the fuck up, just go to work. And I'm like, you don't have to. I'm like, there's enough fucking productivity. There's conning us, man. We there, uh, there's enough fucking income generated that's being dodged through fucking taxes, and the whole point of of you know increasing worker productivity was so that we would have to work less hours like that was literally the point of increasing productivity was and then somewhere along the way that just got lost that like you somehow just like have to work 40 hours a week or 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 you're or you're fucked or you know what i mean but it's like you don't even have to it's not even about working 40 hours a week or contributing to society because there's girls on OnlyFans that make like 300 fucking thousand dollars a year and it's just like so she, like this chick is just in her fucking bedroom with her cell phone, just plugging herself up. <laughs> like, what does that contribute to society? But it's like, it doesn't matter. It's not about contributing to society. It's about, do you have enough fucking cash to fucking pay your bills? And if you do, then it doesn't matter what the fuck you do. Right. So it's not about this, like this fucking puritanical fucking, you know, neo-feudalistic fucking, desire to get everybody just working it has nothing to do with that or that's and then people get sold that and then they internalize that and they're like you're fucking lazy like you you gotta work do everybody's gotta work it's like nobody has to fucking work if you don't want to (laughs) and the people that do choose to fucking participate in the market should get rewarded handsomely for it not the fucking people that at the top that do fuck all anyways see so this is the sort of shit that it's like, you know, I thought I was like saying something. I'm like, oh, I got to go up there. Work sucks. I'm like trying to like woken all these people, but they, they don't want to, or, or it's not my job or something. Or it's like, I'm like too, like, I don't know. It's like, it's not my place to do that. And, and it's not that heavy, I guess, because when you comparatively look at the way that we live, like it's not, it's like good. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're happy. We, I have access to unlimited resources like literally i could go i could get the wings of a thousand chickens right now you know <laughs> i could go to every fucking loblaws in the city and fucking freshco and supermarket and get the wings of a of a million chickens like i have an access to unlimited amount of dead meat so you know the system works in that way i guess but it's also very cruel and torturous on the animal <laughs> so that it's like yeah <laughs> The industrial farming process is very cruel and like torturous. So it's like nobody wins. Like, no, it's like, so I just got to check out of that shit, man. I got to stop thinking about it, man. I got to stop talking about the fucking, I got, I got, I just got to stop. I got to go back to just being silly. I think just for the sake of being silly and just talking about whatever the fuck I want to talk about. But then part of me is like, yo, like why, if I'm going to talk about whatever I want to talk about, then why don't I just try it? Just. Talk about this fucking neoliberal shit that I think about all fucking day long and bums me out. It's like, because other people, if I'm thinking about it, there must be other people that think about it too. Maybe not a lot of them, but at least there's got to be other people that like think like that too. That like understand the fucking con job that we live under in the fucking last 50 years have been just an experiment and extreme fucking 
like extreme like extravagance and fucking like i don't know just like excess you know like what is the fuck i when i was a kid bill gates had 30 fucking billion dollars and he was the richest man in the world it was like wow he has 30 billion dollars and now it's like that's guys like the like 100th richest person in the world <laughs> like the, the guy with 30 billion dollars like ain't even on the fucking top 10 list which is like how did that change in 20 years Where's the, all that money going? And that's people talk about inflation. It's just like, well, what the fuck happens when these guys cash in their checks? Like, yeah, we printed fucking $2 trillion in the last three years. And where did all that money go? Like, it didn't go. It went to, to like five guys. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just I woke up feeling like a sense of like, OK, because I was doing my show last night. OK, so let's now let's talk about the fucking show. Um, I was doing my show on fr- on Saturday um, for uh, for Ryan Hillis, uh, smokes and jokes guys at this Grand Bazaar, this super Toronto-y like members club, which essentially just means like this is where broke people go to spend their paychecks on Friday and look g- cool, <laughs> like broke, desperate Instagram fucking people. It's like if this is a private and like you see these people, it's like you're in your young and you're in your twenties or whatever. It's just like you're not balling like this, like you're not actually like boss balling, like you're spending all this money it's just like you guys are fucking it's like do that again tomorrow and then the next day and like like could you come here every day like you're not actually balling like you're just like i don't know but then everyone there's acting like oh this is like so cool it's like this fucking and all the bouncers are like i don't know why they tell like tell tell the bouncers at fancy places to be assholes but it's just like hey like you're a bouncer this is a members only club like people pay good money to be here make sure to treat them like absolute garbage (laughs) Uh, but it was cool because I walked in. There was like a cool, like this cool group of people that were like walking before me. They looked like, I don't know, some kind of like Lenny Kravitz looking fucking band. Like they look like they could play in for Lenny Kravitz. One guy had like this big cool, like he was very skinny, but he had like a cool afro and was like bobbing in the wind. And I was just like walking behind them and they just like barged the fucking security. Security didn't even know what to say because these guys look so cool they looked like they were in some band and I just like followed them. And like, I don't know. I like got in, I just had long hair and then I just like followed them in. Cause there was all these lineup with like things. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm here to entertain. Like I'm working. I don't have to wait in this fucking line. So I just followed them. And some guy tried to, he looked like he wanted to stop me. Like, cause I look like, I don't look like I belong there. Like I'm wearing fucking dusty old fucking Converse and like, you know, just my shitty old Volcom shorts and the same fucking black t-shirt I've been wearing for like 20 fucking years. And uh, I was like, I didn't look cool. And I had like a backpack, but I was in step with the band. And he just, in in that split second, he's like, I'm not going to give this guy gruff because if this guy is some kind of, fu- he, like, he almost was like, well, like, if he looks that shitty, he must be, <laughs> he must be some kind of cool guy to be here. <laughs> so he like, his snap judgment was like, I'm just going to let this guy go. But his initial reaction to me was like, Yo, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Sorry, sir. I get that all the time. Excuse me, sir. Sorry, sir. Sorry, sir. <laughs> sir, excuse me. You're not, sorry. Nope. You can't smoke weed here, sir. <laughs> Vancouver Airport has a yes weed zone. Speaking of weed, oh man, we're 20 minutes in. Go to kingtutscannabis.com. Uh, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by our sponsor. Of over two and a half years. Man, I love these guys. KingTutsCannabis.com. Go to KingTutsCannabis.com right now. Use the promo code Drew on your checkout uh, when you with the little coupon checkout. 
and you get an extra 10% off, which generally it covers shipping. Shipping is free on orders over fucking 199 or whatever the fuck. So if you buy 200 bucks worth of weed, fucking pop in my promo code. Uh, buddy, you're solid. Uh, and also sign up for their mailing list. They just had Friday High Day this last weekend, so they do 50% off their ounces. Uh, Purple Space Cookies, as you know, my favorite. Go to kingtutscannabis.com right now. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order. Um, Yeah. Uh, I'm just waiting on a batch for them right now. I had to buy some fucking pre-rolls from Tokyo Smoke, which I don't like to do, but whatever. I'll go into the fucking weed store if I got to go into the fucking weed store. Like, I love how I'm like, <laughs> when I was 19, if there was a weed store, I'd be like, this is my favorite store. And now I'm like 32 and I'm like, fuck this weed store. <laughs> fuck this fucking weed store and everyone who works here selling me fucking shit, fucking half filter joints for fucking 20 bucks. But anyways, Court and I went to go see the, uh, so yeah, that was the show. I was at the Grand Bazaar. It was a good show. Outdoor comedy show. Um, it went well. Weed shows are always good. It's like a weed smoking lounge, so there's no liquor there. It's just fucking stupid, man. The liquor's on the other side and the smoke. It's just really dumb. Like, these laws are like... This is the thing is they... Marijuana laws were invented by people who don't smoke marijuana. It's like, don't you think, like, the laws about dope should be, like, made by dopers? Because <laughs> <coughs> we know there's etiquette. Like, we're, uh, you don't need to codify it. We're not going to smoke dope in the in the playground. That's not cool. There's kids around. Everyone who smokes weed isn't like, nah, I'm going to blow weed in your fucking kid's face and fuck you. Like, we would have figured it out. We would have been like, yeah, buddy, you can fucking smoke a joint and have a beer. What's wrong with that? Um, So the show was good. It was long, uh, but it was good. And I had a good time testing out the Zoom H1 recorder. I got the Zoom H1. So now we got the Zoom H1 recording my vocals from the stage. My vocals. <laughs> My speech from the stage, and now I'm syncing it up with the video from the cell phone, poking that wherever I want. Uh, it sounds nice, because when you got the audio sounding crisp, you can do long shots, right? You don't have to be, it's not your cell phone camera just capturing the ambient sound of the room. It's actually the fucking mic, my mic up there, so it sounds way better, um, which is like pretty fucking gangster. And what else the fuck happened? I saw Elvis. Okay, so Court and I went to go see Elvis yesterday. Oh, baby. And I feel bad. You leave the movie kind of feeling bad for Elvis. <laughs> like, honestly, you're like, this guy actually was like a fucking... He was like a prisoner of fame and of Colonel Tom Parker and of America and just of, like, his own career. And I don't know, man. Like, it's just sad. And, like, the, he had, like, this Dr. Nick that was just fucking... Like, was shooting him up with, like, fucking 1960s, like, opiates and all sorts of pills. And he was just all pilled out. And everyone makes fun of Fat Elvis. But you're like, man, like, I don't know. When you look behind the scenes, like, what happened? Like, they were just running him dry, man. Like, and his family didn't, like, they didn't give a fuck. It was like Amy Winehouse or fucking Britney Spears or fuck Michael Jackson. Like, they run, like, all these people get, like, it's kind of sad, man. Like, they run the same play. Get them all doped up and like people start, they stop caring about the person and all they care about is the money and the entity and the fame and it fucks people up, right? And then your own parents will sell you out. Look at what Amy Winehouse's dad did to her, you know? He had that camera crew is like, I don't know, just exploiting your own fucking children for whatever. Um, so yeah, I feel bad for Elvis. <laughs> 
And he wanted to be an actor, apparently. I don't know if this is true or how much was fucking fictionalized in the movie, but he, like, wanted to be, like, a legitimate, serious actor. And he only, they were just cranking out, like, in the city, like, you gotta, also, I gotta remember what I was thinking. is like, movies in this, it was, like, a relatively new medium, like, television and movies, like, the movie theater, like, this shit was all, like, popping off, like, pretty much, like, post-war you know, like in the 30s, like people were all fucking fucked up on the Great Depression. And then the 20s, that shit was the people were watching radio. So it was more like really in like the 50s and the 60s it was like the golden age of fucking whatever of cinema and and whatever. And it was a new medium. So they were just cranking out. They would just crank out like, you know, seven movies a year. Like how the fuck good could one, could those movies be? You did seven movies this year like as any Think about now, like any, no actors, actors don't do seven movies. They might do two, like The Rock was in three movies this year. It's like, wow. <coughs> Which I saw a trailer for some Rock movie where he's like finally playing a superhero who can fly. And you're like, fucking finally. <laughs> like, just get this guy in some tights, man. Um, okay. Oh, I didn't do a fucking, ah, well. Joel's the only one that gives a fuck about the backing tracks. <laughs> I haven't been practicing guitar lately. I was at Georgetown all week, so I just played acoustic. Haven't been shredding uh, lately. But, uh, oh yeah, also fucking Rage. I went to Rage Against the Machine. If you want to hear the story, go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Sign up for only five bucks. I gotcha. Ah, You want to hear that story? You got to fucking cough it up, buddy. Cough it up. Okay, is that the show? Wow, 25 minutes. I did my ads. Okay, promotional consideration for this week with Drew is provided by King Tusk Cannabis. I already said that. And it's also provided by Schmortle. <laughs> You're bumming me out. <laughs> um, do I sound sick? I don't feel sick. Go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Sign up for as little as five bucks a month and you can be like these fine folks. Alicia, James, new guy Mark, Tony Smog, Patrick, Nick, and Mac, uh, Bubba, Marnus, Street Demon, Joel, and Isaac. Go to patreon.com slash drewbame. Sign up right now for only $4.99. Okay, that's the show. I'll check in with the Patreons on Thursday and we'll check in with you again on Monday.